What's up, good people? My name is Malika Oka, aka Micah. Part one of Post Hip Hop Dance, Then Now and Beyond, involves a set of interviews conducted by yours truly in an attempt to start the conversation of hip hop dance and what we are seeing today. The term post hip hop is not to say hip hop has ended or has stopped, but a way to view foundations and how they still live in hip hop dance of today and beyond. In this episode, I interview house dancer and dance studies professor at Columbia College Chicago, Kelsa, aka Kesel. We discuss her experiences and studies rooted in hip hop culture and the dance form, while also discussing the changes and evolutions over the past 50 years of hip hop's initial birth. This episode truly tackles the essence of then, now, and beyond. And now, let's get into it. So how have you personally seen hip hop dance evolve since you first got involved with it? Oh, that's, that's a lot of arrows. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, one of the big things first that comes to mind is the separation of the elements. So most of the spaces that I was in when I was younger involved all elements. Um, meaning that like it just was more integrated with emceeing, rapping, um, DJing, dancing, graph. Um, there was like just more of sort of an understanding of how they all kind of went together. I guess like in relationship to that, like a more like a more specification around those different elements, like um, I guess it's sort of saying the same thing, but like people that were just identified as a dancer, you know, um, especially in the spaces that I was in, because, you know, there's a lot of other spaces there where people were like just identify as a DJ or just identify as an MC. But I feel like seems a little bit more like in those other spaces that there's more sort of like an integration in some ways, like in the DJ space, like an understanding of like hip hop as a whole. I don't know, but in the dance spaces, there was <clears throat> more often as it evolved, like people who just identified sort of as a dancer who came in to do a style of dance, um, but it was like disconnected from, you know, the other aspects of the culture. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that's kind of like when I think about the dance element by itself it's like the um there's also just sort of like the <clears throat> how it how that part evolved so um meaning that uh in like bat like set up battles you know what i mean like i watched that really evolve from the time i was young uh where the battle was mostly just taking place like off the cuff in a nightclub, you know, like a, a different crew rolled up to another spot that, you know, usually is not at that spot. And then the battles, you know, sort of ensued in those spaces um, to now where it's like, you know, more like gym jams, <laughs> like one jams happening all the time. There's they're set up people. There's a date. People are expecting them. People are training for them. Um, and especially like the element of that party aspect coming out of it, um, where it just feels more like a dance competition um, is like the main goal. 
and sort of losing that aspect of the party. Um, like some of the jams that I went to like 20 years ago that were pre-set up and people traveled to and trained for, <clears throat> um, they still had all the elements and they still were very long, like two days, all day freaking long, all night. And most of your time there was like just fucking kicking it, you know, like mm. DJ spinning and everybody like the ciphering just being so heavy and for hours and hours. And then the battles would happen too. But like, um, yeah, just sort of missing that element of the like party and the cipher. And, mm. um, and the, you know, we used to have like scribble jam, which was like they had battles, but um, all elements there and just, you know, just that sense of like gathering as a community, mm. like being really um, like a big piece of it. Do you think that like choreography and like dances that are taught like in that setting are still considered to be hip hop? Or do you think that that's kind of something else? Like, so like part of part of why I'm doing this project is because I went to Monsters Dance Convention and they yeah. portray they say that they're a hip hop dance convention, but then what you learn there seems like it's outside of what hip hop actually is. Yeah, um, I do. I have uh, to be honest. I most of my years I have not considered that hip hop um, because it was so removed from the cultural spaces. <laughs> And it felt like it it um, was missing a lot of the the core things that we like associated with hip hop. Um, uh, and some like a lot of it is like when you're inside of those spaces, you sort of have an understanding of there's just like the, the cultural connections. And so it felt like the not only were there was always this thing of like. We don't know who they are like we know who all the people are like in this space um and so like we've never seen them if they were part of the scene and they were part of the community and the culture we would know who they are and then they mm. they might be representing hip-hop on the stage or at those conventions but like if they're not a part of it how do you even represent it um so there's that question but then the other thing was um it doesn't look the same, you know what I mean? Like it, it feels and looks different in a lot of respects. And I think a big part was like um, everybody looking the same. Um, but I think there's two like caveats, I guess I wanna say about that. Like when you say monsters of hip hop, like my immediate, like now granted, I've never been to monsters of hip hop, but I've seen videos and I've heard people talk about it. And I have heard people talk about like, oh, well, Mr. Wiggles was brought into Monsters of Hip Hop to teach classes, you know. Mr. Wiggles would be the first one that would like come back to our spaces and be like, hell no, that's not hip hop. <laughs> like, So we were also getting like, <clears throat> you know, told by the elders, like who were in our spaces, who, you know, but it, so then there's like that. I don't know, that's oh, boy, somebody brought up Ian Eastwood in my class the other day, and that's I remember when he came out really big. Sorry if I'm like derailing and going to another topic, but no, it's all right. He's somebody. So I had that assignment in my intro class where it's like pick, uh, find a hip hop video on the internet, mm -hmm. just anything, yes. and then analyze it and talk about, you know, like what do you see in the body? And, <clears throat> um, and they picked an Ian Eastwood video. And it's interesting because he, from all I know, but I guess like can see in the body he came up 
doing a, a beautiful kind of movement in his body. Like he, it's clear why he got <clears throat> like people got excited about him because he was doing movement that was uh, there was proficiency in his own body with what he was doing, but it seemed like self-created, you know, like it, mm. it was his own sort of interpretation of what he was seeing out in the world. And then maybe, I don't know if he was getting trained somewhere by somebody, but um, it didn't look like he was training inside the culture because his body would have looked different. Like it just, um, and then, but then he was developing relationships with people like Wiggles and like creation crew in Chicago. And I feel like in some ways using them to legitimize himself um and also calling out then this is more in recent years like calling out on his social media platforms like y'all need to know the history and you need to know the culture and you need to you know all these things which i appreciate but then you know and i hear people in the community like okay i appreciate those words but you still got i don't know it still seems like um like, for example, when he does choreography, he puts himself front and center and people from the community behind and, you know, in back of him. Or mm. Yeah. Well, okay. So that was a whole long sidetrack, but I did want to say one other quick thing, which is just that I do think things have changed. Like I, some of my elders who I respect and talk and like have, um, I feel like um, learned a lot from. Mm -hmm. um, also, I feel like are talking about 10 years ago or even 20 years ago. And I feel like things have changed in that there are a lot, there's a lot more blending between the sort of like commercial world and like the dance, um, like a world of dance and like dance those kind of spaces that are more choreography and more like competition dance arenas and the underground street dance community i feel like it's hard to even say underground street dance community anymore because i feel like that has become more and more separate from the culture and there's been a lot more crossover between those two worlds and i feel like you see more emulation of authenticity in a world of dance choreography space than you did 10 years ago. And, and there's more like people learning actual technique in those spaces. And so it starts to become a little bit like a narcissism of small differences with people in the street dance scene being like, we're real and you guys aren't. But I'm like, I don't know, I think we all got, <laughs> we're, we're all like several steps away from, you know, and it's the delineations are not as clear as they used to be. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you think media has enhanced hip hop dance or caused conflict within the community and um, culture? Like social media or just- Art, TV, yeah. radio, yeah. any any kind of media. Yeah. Well, I think the media is a sticky um, thing. I think with everything, it's a both and, you know? I think that something can both create a lot of opportunity for people from the culture. And it can also um, create a lot of opportunity for misrepresentation and who really has the power in those spaces. Like, I think there are, oh, I just like the, 
the United States has a very long, you know, really since its inception, um, set of horrible problematics around how black culture is exploited um, mm -hmm. by those spaces and both rip, you know, both, yeah, in some ways creates opportunity for, especially now globalization and people to be traveling overseas and having a career and you know and i i can imagine like when i think especially about like ogs and people who are um my elders and pioneers of these forms that they're between a rock and a hard place in terms of both wanting to control representation wanting to control <clears throat> who um who has access and who has the right to abc and then also um and then also you know exposure and uh, opportunity to see something grow you know that and people yeah so i just think it's a it's a both and kind of a situation and then my last question is um do you think 50 years after the initial start of hip-hop culture and specifically the dance could we argue we're in an era of post-hip-hop yeah, I think um, one of the things that I started to say some of this in one of my, I think, like threads of comment in your journals. Um, but I feel like um, it's a really, I appreciate you bringing that term in because I think it's in, it's interesting for us to like ponder and consider. Um, okay, one, it's interesting that like if you look at the history of music and dance forms in America that have been created by the black community, they, and which has completely influenced what popular culture is in the, in America. Um, there've been new genres that, that pop up every like 20 years or so that like take over. Right. <clears throat> and it's so interesting to me that 50 years after we're still, like hip hop is still relevant, like in a way that like, you know, like we have hip hop studies at this college and it's not just a talking about the past kind of a thing. We're also talking about the current and, and people who feel, students who are coming in and feel a sense of identity with it, where like my era, you know, felt a sense of identity with hip hop, like a lot of people in my generation who were in college were like, you know, what, one thing that I hear a lot of people say is like, man, I wish we had hip hop studies when I was in school, right? But we weren't yet at a generation where the, the college was like, um, valuing it. And yet there was a generation before us that had like pioneered it. And so to see it continue to like pass on in that way and, and to see people still identify. And yes, it's changed a lot, but it, there's still this sense of relevancy, which I just think is very interesting. Um, and the other thing that's interesting about sort of thinking about post hip hop, I feel like globalization needs to be really tied up in there because, um, sorry, there's like, oh, there's so many ideas firing off, but like, so, one thing that I think is interesting to think about is how black cultures create like a new genre that then goes out into the popular world, becomes commodified and 
appropriated and in some ways whitewashed and et cetera, and then becomes really popular in mass media and then is re sort of packaged in a way that like youth in the black community are also inspired by and seeing. And then they're creating something new that is sort of like an amalgamation of all of that. So I feel like thinking about um, hybridity, thinking about, um, which I think is still like, in, I don't know, I guess, oh, there's so many thoughts I'm having, but I think it's important to continue to understand both hip hop's global spread and levels of authenticity that happen in like parts of Africa and Europe and South America that are like um, identifying with hip hop and creating their own sort of versions of like community and culture in those spaces all around the world. And that it's, uh, it's a subculture of black culture and that it continues to evolve and become something new in those communities, just like we see the legacies of jazz and funk and, you know, soul and all those things like continue to spread. So like that, I'm thinking about the social dances that continue to sort of emerge. And I guess the last thing is like, is trap a new thing? Like, is it still hip hop or is it something different? I'm thinking about music right now, but like the dance always follows the music. If we look at the history of like black social dance, you know, music changes and new dances like emerge to those. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question, but just that I think it's useful to think about this idea of post um, and <clears throat> all of these other things that sort of combine to understand what it is today, which I do think it, um, thinking about things like hybridity, globalization, you know, all of those. Um, while we also think about the things that have always been that continue to be a part of these experiences, which mean like what I mean by that are like exploitation, um, whitewashing, uh, you know, commodification, like all of that is all a part of the mix. And while it continues to be really relevant, it's still very interesting. It's very interesting, you know, because like usually the names would have changed by now but but <laughs> we're still talking about jazz dance in mm. studio spaces and jazz dance is not like nobody's doing jazz in the you know what i mean like if we talk about mm. what's happening in social spaces in the black community it's other things mm. now you know but everybody's doing jazz in the studio so how mm. how does the like codification and institutionalization of a form then both continue to make it relevant on a mass scale, but separate it from culture and community. So that's, I think, always my question is sort of like, like what's, yeah, like what's actually happening in the Black community today? Like what's being birthed and what's being, what is authentic in those spaces? Um, and how is that different from, because I feel like that's where we need to always look to understand what's what is hip what is happening and and to not forget that hip-hop is first and foremost a black thing you know um and that when it becomes commodified taken up by the rest of the world um sorry this is so i feel like there's um that's the big question is like i feel like it's because if you look at jazz like 
that totally separated. But today I feel like it's a different thing in that it's both and like there is both this totally separated, like disconnected thing that's happening out in the world and a, a constant sort of like reimagination and recreation of it in the community in a way that makes it still relevant. Like when I look out at the dancers, I think that I feel like the open, this is, sorry, I'm gonna say one more thing that feels really interesting to me in, in relationship to all these ideas is that the, the idea of um, in the battles, how all these separate battles started to happen um, within sort of the context of like the um, breaking jams, right? And breaking battles that popping was early recognized as a, as a related form that there were then separate battles in. And then they started to bring in these other forms that had similar timelines, but different styles, you know, whacking and house and locking. And those battles would happen, but it was like honoring them as separate forms. And then the idea of the open style started to happen really because of economies, because a promoter was like, I don't have money to, you know, I want to have a, a house battle, but like, we don't yet have enough people house battling in this city. And it's going to cost a lot of money to get another three set of judges. So let's just create this open style idea. And everybody will just battle together. And then the community was worried, like that's going to water shit down. Mm. But I feel like one of the things that's happened is it's created a space for innovation within those spaces. And I feel like the, the dancing bodies that have risen up in those spaces, granted, while I do think that it's a mix of um, uh, people from all over who are rising up as in terms of like in their bodies being excelling in those spaces, I do think for the most part, it has been sort of a taking back of black bodies in those spaces of like ingenuity and what's new. Cause like when I just look out into Chicago and I see like who is like innovated ideas of integrating all those forms in their bodies. I look at like um, Kid Nimbus and Nero and folks like that and and I have also seen some gatekeeping behavior of like people who don't have those skills, but have like deeply trained in popping. And they're like the first ones crying out about, about um, open styles as being watering down. And I'm like, I think that you're actually just can't get that far in an open style battle right now. <laughs> it's a different thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the conversations today. Make sure to follow the Instagram at beyondhhdance for more info on the podcast and to get connected with me. Shout out to B5 for making this beat, and as always, stay grooving. <laughs>